Hey, everybody. Welcome back to First Run Bald Movies. We are here to talk about Captain Marvel tonight, the 2019 uh, latest installment in the never-ending Marvel superhero saga. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Uh, so we saw this thing. It's uh, written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who I have never heard of them before. Okay. Uh, and... It stars Brie Larson as the titular Captain Marvel, uh, as well as Samuel L. Jackson reprising his role as uh, Agent Nick Fury or Fury, just Fury. Yeah. And I, uh, okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you uh, take take uh, your your opinion shot first. What what did you <laughs> okay. think of this movie? Uh, I I think it's a good Marvel movie. It's maybe not the best Marvel movie I've seen. Uh, I think it has a lot of messages in there that are good for people who are not me, which is namely to say, uh, namely like young women, uh, women in general. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there to be found for them. Uh, I think the only places in which this movie doesn't really work for me are style. Uh, but hmm. ultimately, like I think there's enough substance there to actually make me like it. Yeah, no, I think this is a very aggressively average superhero film, which means it's kind of below average by Marvel standards. And I think hmm. they did a lot of things wrong that's very similar to what DC has done wrong over the years uh, for very, I, I would suspect, similar reasons. Um, and yeah, no, it's, 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 so it's an average action hero film, and <laughs> there's been tons of average, below average, and shitty action films starring men. Um, it's, it's okay for women to have just okay average, uh, superhero films. There was a couple moments that I thought were pretty strong. If I was a little girl, that mm -hmm. I, I would, uh, would like to take heart from those messages. But honestly, this felt like, so, so when I say this feels very DC, Marvel, for the first time that I can remember, felt like they were hustling to fill in a storytelling gap mm, that yeah. they needed to get to the next one. Captain Marvel does not feel like a, a fully realized character coming out of this film. She feels like she's being set up to be the MacGuffin for Avengers Endgame. The, the, hmm. She's literally like the deus ex machina, and I feel like that... The, you are two thirds through this movie before you really got to know the character of Captain Marvel, and yeah. because they did this very complicated introduction that's like three levels of Inception deep. Uh, by the time you get to the base, like by, by the time you you find out and start learning about you know who she is really and what makes her tick, none of that stuff really lands because you don't have any, hmm. you haven't built any personal connections to any of the people that she's experiencing these things with. And I think the film coasts on the immense charisma of Brie Larson and the yeah. really off the charts chemistry she had with Samuel L. Jackson. Sure. Like with, with I, the, the, what is it? A cybernetic organism they have uh, masquerading as Samuel L. Jackson now. I can't tell whether that's makeup, <laughs> CGI, or both, but what they right. did with him and Agent Coulson was a little bit Uncanny Valley. <laughs> For sure, yeah. But Actually, did... I didn't even think it was Uncanny Valley. It was just to the point where I couldn't tell. Mm, like, I, I, I know this man is older than this, but it doesn't Maybe look that's like what it. it is. I, like, it looked unreal, but maybe it's just because I know what Samuel L. Jackson looks like now. Right. Um, but uh, I thought it was a little bit more noticeable, actually, with uh, Agent Coulson. But, okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought that um, 
I thought, yeah, there's a lot of this movie that, and the other thing is where I felt like it was rushed is usually Marvel shows are plotted more clever than this. And I don't, okay, full disclosure, I don't know shit about Captain Marvel. The entire time I was a Marvel fan from the time I was like seven years old to the time I was like 24, Carol Danvers was dead. The only time she ever came up was an offhand explanation for how Rogue got her powers. Apparently she absorbed her, she she got the superhuman strength, uh, speed, durability, and flight from from Carol uh, uh, Carol Danvers before she died, and that had occasionally come up as background trivia for the rogue character. But mm-hmm. I don't know anything about her. I know a little bit about uh, the Kree Scroll War. Um, I did, but but like a lot of stuff was was foreign to me, and um, I just felt like it. It, it didn't make a lot of strictly narrative sense um, to me. And it also indulged in what I, I think it indulged a lot in like some of the things we criticize some of the Fox and Sony studio Marvel projects where it's like character standing and auras of power shooting, mm-hmm. kinetically throwing shit at each other and just energy blasting each other. It's like, what, you know what what does this even mean i thought that they 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 really had some bad third act stumbles and how they handled her fighting through the various bad guys like it felt like they were very poorly ordered um i i don't know i and the more i think <laughs> okay. about it the more i think this 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 movie's got more problems than it does solutions um, I, I think some of the tie-ins they tried to do um mm-hmm. like i won't give anything away here but some of the tie-ins sort of got in the way a little bit for mm-hmm. me uh, from mm-hmm. what could have been a tighter, better narrative. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I guess I didn't have a lot of problems with the opening. Like a character, yeah, it's an it's a hard thing to do to tell the story of this character, I guess, when you're going with this origin story. Because yeah. there are a lot of puzzle pieces that we aren't privy to for very good reasons. And I don't know how much I want to say here until we get to spoilers. But that's a tricky thing to do. And honestly, sure, I think most of the time... I was following it. I was like, I was understanding what they were putting down, and I was, I guess, connecting with it as much as I do any superhero movie. Like, but this was also just exceptionally predictable too. It was a hundred percent. It was like, yeah. like within the first five minutes, I knew every major reveal. Yeah, and I don't understand why that would be. That's uh, to to me, that's a more indicative of the um, uh, of how rushed this production was because it's like. Hey, as soon as we got a script that's coherent, let's shoot this fucker because it's going to take a year to get out of post production, and we need this. Like we're gonna we're gonna crash land this in three weeks before Avengers Endgame or whatever it is, and <laughs> yeah. it has to be told in this direction, or you know we're gonna do like just a total uh, Justice League, and this thing's going to crash land in the cinemas, and it's not going to be well established. So it's like I guess a half ass establishment's better than. You know, like like a half-assed Aquaman before um, <laughs> before the, the Justice League would have been better than the arguably more full-assed version that we got. But <laughs> but but they needed a half-assed Aquaman before Aquaman. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you said, Aquaman. I and I felt like a little bit of there too. That just felt like two and a half Marvel movies. Like there felt like there's a there was a natural like if this was if if this movie was intended to actually service the character of Carol Danvers. And uh, introduce her as a character and then have her go through the hero's journey where she discovers that she's special and that she has a power and how to harness that power. I felt like this could have been broken into two two movies 
that would then have set her up to be what she needs to be, which is the deus ex machina that's going to save the Marvel Universe. Uh, But it feels like I don't know how I don't know how Avengers Endgame other than just cranking up the music and the schmaltz and the affection we have these characters and how many of them are dying. I I don't know. I'm kind of worried about it. Um, Okay, so let's talk very quickly about the music, because that's one of the major problems I have with this movie. Yes. Uh, yes. It it felt so. So we're all familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. The origin story of that character is very much intrinsically tied to the music that he listens to, mm-hmm. uh, which permeates the soundtrack of that film, the the score, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. This movie decides we're going to take that. We're going to take an aesthetic that is very similar to that, and yes. we're going to run with it. But we're not going to actually tie it into this character or this plot at all. Right. We're simply going to say. Here's a bunch of song, a bunch of power songs about like being who you are and about you know strong women from the 90s and we're just yep. going to lay it on thick. Yep. And it's that to be me forced. like it it's... was so fucking jarring every time a, a popular song from the 90s came on. Yes. I was just like why are they playing this song? Why? Like other than to say hey this is all set in the 90s. Yeah. Why? Why during the fight scenes are they playing "Come as You Are" or like I'm just like no doubt like that doesn't make any sense to me. Whereas in the Guardians, like I said, it made perfect sense. Yeah, and there's like that's the other thing that it's like I felt like they were all broadly girl power anthems. Yes, or riot are. girl type of stuff. Except or, or for like being, yeah, a, being about like who who you are, not having other people tell you who you need to be. I get that. That right. makes that makes a lot of sense for that character, but. There are there are other there are other ways that they should have tied that into the plot or the character of the film, and I think they just did it too much. Like they really yeah. leaned on this these nineties uh, like nostalgia. Like this is just really going after the Gen Xer and old millennial. Like, hey, you remember yeah. in the nineties when Blockbuster was a thing, and you had to wait for JPEGs to download off the internet, and yeah, and Radio Shack know. was a thing. Right. It's uh that now you can hear Seether and you can hear Hole and you can hear all this other, all your favorites. <laughs> Which, to me as so come as you are came out of nowhere. Uh, uh and and had it felt totally out of place in that scene where they they play uh, Nirvana and then when they busted out Hole at the end I'm like, "Oh, oh, I see what happened here. Uh the person yeah. who has a, a Kurt Cobain's estate and control over that actually said, "Yeah, you can have this song, but but guess what? You got to take one of mine too. You got to work hole in there too. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, like I said, you know, this is not by any stretch of imagination the worst Marvel movie. That's oh, God, got no. to be held by some combination Thor, of Thor two, Iron Man two, Iron Man three. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is fine. I don't know what the hell. I don't I know wh- why you it. are you are retconning <laughs> your enjoyment of that movie. Uh, I, but but this is you know it's in the bottom half. Um, and that's unfortunate, but you know what? It's it's going to be fine because I, th- I think it's in the top half. I thought it, I thought it was better than some I've seen. Okay, for sure. Okay, um, I think I'm just... slightly above average on this one, but yeah, no, not you apparently. Yeah, there's um, I don't know. Just there, it's like I, I'm not sure if it's rushed, if it's too paint by the numbers, if it's like this film, like you can feel it straining to be the bridge between. Uh, Infinity, uh, Infinity War, and uh, Endgame, uh, and like it's unusually straitjacket because most movies have more moving p- parts that you know that they get from other movies and that they can contribute to other movies, and there's mm-hmm. not as tight a turnaround on those concepts. But this one, 
you know so and i yeah the, and also like the i've never felt like the humor in a marvel film has felt forced either but there was a lot of forced and oh, dude, I, I've shitty, come to the conclusion, shitty humor yeah i've come to the conclusion that i almost across the board don't like marvel humor um huh. I, I like dark humor i'll freely admit like sure. the darker something is the better and honestly the first time i laughed in this movie uh-huh. uh was when they were on the train let's say uh-huh. uh until we get to spoilers but yeah i that whole thing where they like make the joke and then they have a character point out that the joke was a joke right. and, and explain to you what the joke was and they think that's funny i but it kept, never lands like, with me and they kept so, doing it so i i kind of i i don't know i guess i yeah, I'm more of a Marvel humor fan, so I can yeah. only imagine how you feel about it because I just felt like this was that only two or three. It, it felt like a Saturday Night Live skit that went on so, too long. A lot of these points where it's like, because like uh-huh. you said, it's like they do the joke, a character points out the joke, then a character point, another character reinforces that, and then there's an, a mugshot for the yeah. other two characters, and it's like, wow, wow. Uh-huh. Um, but you know what? The audience in the theater that I watched it with was eating it up. Oh, dude, there was somebody in the back who loved this movie. Yeah. <laughs> loved the jokes in this movie. One other thing, I really, the other thing I, I, um, I really like the tr- Stan Lee tribute, how they turned uh-huh. the entire, like the Marvel logo that's usually all these Marvel heroes. It was just all different, ver- all of Stan Lee's cameos as different characters. And I thought that was really touching. Yeah. Um, it actually got me choked up and in a good mood and in, in, in a mood to be charitable towards this movie. Uh, I might hate this movie. If I watch it three more times, I might just like this might join Iron Man, too, as a, as like, OK, <laughs> I don't really ever want to see this again. I'll watch it s- another time to make sure that's my opinion. But Here, here's the yep. key to enjoying Marvel movies. Watch them once and never again. I see. That's I like watching like I'm I'm on my third or fourth watch of uh uh a uh, uh, Black Panther and I've I just watched in, uh Infinity War again. I could I could watch Iron yeah. Man, I the original Iron Homecoming. Man multiple times. Homecoming's great. Like there's a lot of like in Doctor Strange, I've seen that like four or five times. Um huh. so yeah, like I said I like this stuff. I just felt like they this is the first time in a long time I felt like Marvel's cut corners and 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 rush things. Let's talk about trailers. Okay. Uh, first up, Hobbs and Shaw. I have we talked about this before? Was this something we did on the? Oh boy, uh, the, the I, Groundhog Day marathon. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about this one. Speaking of humor, that I'm not sure is going to land. Uh, all the action stuff I thought looked cool. I was ready for that. I, I don't know the about the stuff humor. Was, really, I thought the funny yeah. stuff looked funny. Okay, but I've 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 liked Hobbs and Shaw's bullshit and the and the fast and furious so my concern i mean shaw's bullshit in the last one was outstanding oh it was an outstanding bullshit yeah yeah the 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 baby carrier fight (laughs) one for the ages oh my god i just my my thing is like is is did i just see this whole movie right on this trailer because i could very easily see that like there's going to be zero surprises all the best moments all the best beats but i'm hoping i'm i'm hoping not um, let's talk about Rocket Man, the biopic uh, about Elton John starring fuckface from Kingsman. Uh, Edgerton. Something. Edgerton. Taren? Joel. Taren? Taren? Oh, yeah. Um, that guy. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> which I think I, I don't I got to see the background because like I really feel like Elton John and he got drunk on the set of Kingsman 2 and <laughs> Elton John's like you look so much like me here, here put on my glasses that's right oh my <laughs> god it's like it's it's uh sir sir Elton again like I I it's got, it's got to be how this happened these accents probably aren't nearly posh enough I have no idea I have no. no idea what Elton John sounds like when he's not singing no, he's uh, all just speaks exclusively in Cockney rhyming slang. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I am a sucker for these, so yeah. I'm interested in seeing it. The music sounds exceptional. Uh, I don't know a lot about Elton John, so mm-hmm. maybe it can do the trick like it, did, like Bohemian Rhapsody did, where I just assumed it was being straight and I liked the movie a hell of a lot more than I probably should have. But yeah, uh, Detective Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this this movie, man, I my my son and my wife are really excited for it and I don't get it. Um, but Dude, I, my, my, I'll, yeah, I'll my, play my along. Girlfriend is a huge Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're definitely going to go see this one. Um, Frozen 2. Uh huh. I have no idea what that movie's about. It's about nah, ice surfing. I, I don't think you're supposed to. Yet, yeah. Um, I really liked the first Frozen. Uh, mm-hmm. My nieces really, really, really liked it. Um, I'm excited for them. I'm excited. To, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not excited about it. It's whatever, man. Uh, these, 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 it's like animated movies, superhero movies. It's they're just never. They're always going to be here. Uh, live action Walt Disney movies and a Dumbo. I'm not oh, going to yeah. go. I'm not going to go cry for this fake elephant. I'm not going to go see it. I don't nah. give a shit. I don't have the the love for Dumbo. I'm more of a Bambi guy. I can do a Bambi live action Bambi. Yeah, but a Dumbo, uh, I don't know. I uh, how much animal cruelty do I want to watch that night? I guess is the real yeah, question. How bloody is the hunter scene going to be in the live action Bambi? How how much? Uh, probably pretty bloody. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, a lot of blood. It'll be like Hamburger Hill level bloody, or uh, I do think they got the perfect person to do this, uh, which is Tim Burton. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. And he's a good... I mean, he's made some really... Uh, I'm just not excited about any of these live-action productions. I want to go see Aladdin just because yes. of how fucked up it looks um, and how hmm. crazy Will, Will Smith genie looks um, and <laughs> how unenviable the task of stepping into Rob Williams' shoes is going to be, but... Oh, for sure. It's more I, of like... Um, yeah, it's more of a, um, like a voyeuristic, oh, this is going to probably be bad. I want to be there to see it than it is like, oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see Aladdin. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a I'm a much bigger Aladdin fan than I am of most other Disney properties. So True. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. That's all the trailers I saw in the movie theater. Our next movie is going to be Us. Um, I'm not what sure whether... What date does that drop? Yeah, it's going to be while you're in Italy. Fuck and me. I'm this not... always happens. This happens every time when Jordan Peele releases a film. I was going to say, you were in da- Denver the last time. I was. So... Or Colorado, I, is, rather. He must have access to my, like, Google he calendar does. or something. He does. He's scheduling around the, the fearsome Jim Jones God and the scathing reviews. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure... I, if... I liked Get Out. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if Cecily and I are going to see it on that Thursday night because we're actually going to be getting back from Florida. I'm visiting my dad. I'm taking uh. the opportunity while you're jetting out of the country to go visit my dad in Florida. Um, I, I think maybe the call is to just wait until we're all back and then we can go see it and give mm. a proper review just a couple of days later. Yeah, What what is the actual date? Am I going to be back? Like... Like the, no, it's like you'll be back the next week, so... 
Oh, but that, that that's week. that's the next bald movie we're doing. We're not sure if it'll be at that Thursday night or if it'll be out like the following week. We will see. Okay. Um but uh yeah, that's the next one. All right, let's talk. Uh this is this is the point where we have to say goodbye to all of the people who are not club members, uh, because our spoiler filled reviews of our first run movies are exclusively for bald Club Bald Move members, you can go to club.baldmove.com to preview a bunch of the features that you get, and there's a ton of them. Uh, and you can also try it for free, 30 days risk-free, by going to club.baldmove.com.